So I think we have a business opportunity that we need to work on oh, shit. ASAP. Of what? Okay. See, with the coronavirus and everything going on, and everybody's out of the whole toilet paper thing, mm-hmm. right? I've been watching old 90s movies to try and predict the future, right? You know, when they go back in the 90s, they used to love to go in the future all the time. Yes, yes, yes. Came across something. And I haven't seen it on Amazon yet. <laughs> so we need to find a way to develop this, okay? We need, like, a forge, okay? A forge? I'm thinking a forge. Okay. And I'm thinking of aluminum, okay? So we use aluminum. It's very malleable. It's very, uh, you can you can cast it very easily. Yeah. Okay? So we, not really a forge, a crucible. We need a crucible, okay? We definitely need a crucible. Um, and we need to craft ourselves the three seashells. The three seashells? Oh, shit. Lewis, do you not know about the three seashells? I don't know, but you just said something about toilet paper, and now you're tying in seashells? Lewis, are you serious right now? Okay. Demolition Man. Um, I, I'm, I'm familiar with the three fucking seashells. All right. But think about it. They was in the future and they didn't have toilet paper. Why? They had the three seashells. Why? I think we could sell this. How do you use them? That is a mystery of the movie. We'll have to figure that out. I mean, it just doesn't show. Like, the movie doesn't show long-term usage results. Like, how do you... Oh, it does. It's long-term usage results. It's is phenomenal. It's through the roof because that's all they have in all the bathrooms. I understand. The three seashells. I understand. So, you know, long-term is good. <laughs> but, but what if everybody just So, forsake, I'm thinking... What if everybody thinking, just like, forsaken you, ass health? You probably, like, <laughs> scrape... With like two of them <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking okay. you scrape with two of them into one Yeah That you have And they're different size seashells Yeah Maybe Oh yeah. lord or Maybe you use one seashell to protect To protect the goodies But it's always scrape. a way You know you're good it, I think it's I think this is doable Lewis F Is there like some type of rubber guard around these seashells Who cares It's the three seashells Let's just start selling it Let's find a way to start you know, now can let's I get ourselves a, a crucible. Let's get some some ingots of aluminum. In this movie, Look. when they seen everybody uh, using these three seashells, um, were they the, like disposable seashells, or were they the same exact fucking seashells in every? So they actually show a picture of these three seashells, and in the picture, they're just sitting on a shelf, like they're just chilling there. So it does. It looks like you probably like wash them and like. Put them back You probably put them In like some barbicide Okay And just Put them back on your shelf And everything's okay I'm against washing them I, I just I know I think we got an easy enough I think we got an easy enough uh, Situation here What do you mean? Like, see? See the three seashells? See how they are? They're just I, I chilling right see there. them I just don't know What they're for They're perfect man and it's so it's so big. We need to do this. We need to. The future. They were talking to us. Okay, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> Does he even know how to use the three seashells? Hey, is a right. picture up here? Where? It's a dis- Looks like it's a display. Oh, oh look at it! They got the steps. Oh, it's a clamshell. They clap it. Oh, that's. That's painful. I don't know, man. Uh, I think everybody is shaved in the future. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that one. I think they're shaved. Shoosh. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's no way you can't be shaved. Hell no. You have to be slicking to use that. That just seems like a bad time, dog. Like, you just a grown-ass man, and you just start crying. Like, what's wrong, man? <laughs> man, come on, man. Let it out, man. You all emotional. What's wrong, man? You need to fucking sick or no, man? What? Man, I ate some mac and cheese, man, and I've been having this shit for days. I've been holding charges, holding this in. I don't want to use them seashells, man. You ain't using no laxatives. I ain't got no damn laxatives. Damn. Man, I know, man. I got shit bad, man. You gotta go clamp that motherfucker out. Somebody gonna have a, a whole nervous breakdown before they have to use the bathroom. Nah. Just out I of think fear. You, you get used to it. Shows. It's fine. You get used to it. Over time, you get used to it. Okay? It's it's graduating. Okay? And it's the most Mm-mm. environmentally friendly thing you can do. That's a demotion. Three seashells. That's a demotion. No, it's not. No, no, it's graduating. Okay, first you went from your hand to the leaf to a piece of toilet paper that your hand could break through to never, to ever, fly. ever coming to having to ever touch it, ever. No accidents. No oops. You just... Nah, man. I think the future is is those is those toilets that squirt you back. No, I mean they they exist. That's not I the know, future. That's the present. I'm just saying. I but just if think you, you pair just the three seashells with that, I mean, it just you seems like you're shitting have on the to beach. Worry about you might as well just never. throw some sand in the bowl. <laughs> I mean, you know, you want some kitty litter? I guess that's weird. <laughs> you got seashells is squirting you back. How about the toilet just be shaped like a seashell in the future? How about we just don't you can do that too? Seashells. That's fine. If you want to go all seashelled out, that's fine. I'm telling you, you always want to look for a you know a, um, entrepreneurial opportunity. This is it, Lewis. I got this it. This is it. I got it. How about we start making Pokemon themed toilets, right? Now listen to me. This is going to cure all the problems. First one, only one, the Lickitung toilet. Now this toilet. (laughs) (laughs) You had to let that one out quick. There is no way to hold that back. There is no way. The Lickitung toilet. Go look up the Pokemon Lickitung, okay? Lick a tongue. Just Dude, look it up. Don't worry about Imagine that ass. sucker is wiping your ass. It just has okay. an automatic. You just push it. It just comes out of nowhere. Lick a tongue. Yeah, we got two of them. We got, we, they come in lick a tongues and wobble fits. You go, oh, no. <laughs> no, not wobble fit. This is terrible. Why did we get started in this? Are you ready? We're back. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Round One Podcast. I'm Joshua. It's your boy Lou. Lou. Yeah, man. It was up? a sad weekend. Yeah, man. It was a rough one. It was a rough it one. It was rather. It was disappointing. Polarizing. No. Ah, that's. A, yeah. There was robbery. I don't know. I, you know, it's so crazy because I feel okay. Pause. I have such a mix, a mix of emotions at this current moment because it was probably the greatest fight card. One of the greatest fight cards I've ever seen, ever seen. Um, 
I think the fact that the fans weren't there and that just this, it was just such a historical fight card, I felt like, because the first pay-per-view in the midst of the quarantine, I just felt like that shit was just amazing. The fights, mm, mm. even the ones that didn't go to finish, mm-hmm. was absolutely incredible. So I can't even come on like, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I am, I am sad, and that's where the mix of emotions come in. Because, you know, if you're not a fight fan, if you are a fight fan, then you already know. If you're not a fight fan, then uh, it didn't go. What does it matter? Right, it doesn't matter. But it didn't go, it didn't go you know, our way, you know, for our boy last weekend, uh, El Kakui. Who is still the toughest son of a bitch? I've, I mean, El Kakui, El Kakui. I mean, that that motherfucker. He, th- 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 this nigga. I, I, he's amazing. You know what I'm saying? I can't like he shits rattlesnakes. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a tough son of a bitch. Like that dude is forever like the new Chuck Norris. You know what I'm saying? Like El Kakui. Mm. Like that. Like he's that's a, you know, nothing but respect. Heart of a warrior. But, um, you know, Justin Gaethje came out the man. Uh, and that's what we're going to talk about here, man. I, you know, I'm excited to talk about the fights with you, my boy. Uh, we, we sat on the phone and we was, we was quarantined. So we, uh, we watched everything, you know, at the same time. But, you know, over Yeah, chat. I think we started at the, um, the early prelim with uh, Ryan Spann. Yeah. And, um, but it still, was, it still was great. We have not gotten a chance to discuss the fights since so it has marinated i rewatched all of them mm-hmm. um and now i'm ready to fucking go man let's uh let's get it in. uh so i guess we start with i would i would um i i don't i don't have much to say about um ryan span beating um you can, sam alvey you can switch it over um oh man fuck yeah there we go you, oh, you take control. Well, you can um, do a, you can do a better one because uh, I'm trying. To... Oh, all right. <coughs> let me let me do my wizardry here. Thank you, sir. Apologize for the uh, <laughs> for the goings here, guys. Uh, cart before the horse industries. You know this is what we do. Oh, that's our motto. Uh, eventually, we will talk about how Lewis broke his hand, but you know. We're just going to leave that on this podcast as a, what? Lewis broke his hand? Yes. Yes. Lewis broke his hand. Exactly. Um, oh, that's weird. Lewis, uh, the results are on my page, but they're not on yours. This is, okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. I just don't like so, the way that they're showing them this ass. Oh, no, that's, that's good. That's good right there. Yeah, this is this is what I want. Um, so, like I said, I, I don't have much about Ryan Spann versus Sam Alvey. Um, it was a good fight. Got. Both of them seemed uh, a little bit tired. Um Ryan Span, I mean Sam Alvey showed a hell of a lot of heart in that yeah, uh, in that third didn't round. Go down. He would not go down. Um, Ryan Span, you know, kept pushing the pace. He he just seemed tired. I love the way. I thought it was very very interesting. It, you know, it was it was dope that uh, this fight was the first fight of the card because you got a chance to see just how um, how you know different it is now that we don't have any fans in the arena. Uh, yeah. Ryan Span was well, having a full conversation. I mean, yeah. we've seen it before, but I'm just never like that. I mean, he, he was just having. <laughs> um, I think it would have been dead quiet anyway. 
Well, yeah, you know, um, early prelims, people don't normally, uh, people ain't normally uh, showing up that early. But, you know, you still hear some, you still hear some, you know, some some fluttering around the, uh, the arena, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, 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 I get you. Ryan there. Spann like, was having a full conversation with his corner. During like, it. Even at points, he was looking towards corner. Not in a good way, though. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like, it, not it, in a good he way. He was looking at his, I mean, it, was, it was a little bit too much. I mean, he, it was... It was uh, Sam Alvey he full body turned back to, yeah. towards his corner and continued the conversation. Yeah. I'm like Sam Alvey eventually started to, um, you know, take advantage. Get respect. Of it. Yeah, he started eventually to take. Advantage I wouldn't say of take it. advantage. I would say he he started to demand respect. Like you gonna look at me? You not you not just gonna have this full on conversation? Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. So I mean, Sam Alvey hung in there, especially in the third round with all those big bombs. Yeah. Um, but it just okay, and he, and he pushed the pace in the third round. I thought I thought it was a good fight. I thought um, Ryan Span uh, came on heavy early, and I thought once he started to gas out, Sam Alvey started to show his, uh, you know, show that he still, you know, he still could hang and bang, and he still had power. Um, I wasn't surprised with the way that the decision went, but if that was a five round fight, you know, I always say that. But you know, if that was a five round fight, you could tell that it was going in the way of um, of Sam Alvey, but. Good showing for Ryan Spann. That's all I got on it. This guy eclipsed to me by the next fight, Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Rosa. Because wow. This fight was just Wow. Do I owe those young men an apology? Uh, Do I owe oh, those young men an apology? Yo, I, on the last on the last time when we was doing a breakdown of this, oh yeah, yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, yeah, I don't really know those guys. You know, they didn't give a good showing or whatever the bullshit I said. Hey, yo, listen. I I I formally apologize to both of you gentlemen, Bryce Mitchell and Charles Rosa, okay? Because that was a that was a motherfucking uh, a, a brilliant, just brilliant display of jujitsu. I haven't seen nothing like that in a very so very that long that time. was a brilliant display of offensive jujitsu from Bryce Mitchell. Yes, who and and, uh, and, and just like. Just submission defense from Charles Rosa. I mean, it was fifteen straight minutes of just submission rolling, 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 rolling. Yep. And how many times did he attempt? Did Bryce Mitchell attempt a twister? I want to say about five times. Yo, it's so crazy because I just went back and I was watching um, the Korean Zombie versus Leonard Garcia, which is one of the lovely things about quarantine because you got a lot of time and UFC is being so gracious and putting up a lot of free fights on um, YouTube. So I went back. I was watching this fight, and uh, this is when the Korean Zombie pulled off the twister. And I'm looking at the setup, and I'm like, "Yo, oh man, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so dope. You know, he's he's you know he's taking a uh, a single hook and floating, you know, letting the opponent, you know, try to roll to a stomach. Then he's floating over his back, and once he locks that shoulder in, he cranking the neck, you know, this twister. So I'm like, "Yo, that's dope." So I was like, you know, I was up late one night, so I'm like rewatching it, and then. Um, it shows the Bryce Mitchell kid because he's the only other twister in the UFC. Mm-hmm, so I watch mm-hmm. it and I'm like, yo, the way he got it in was even like, you know, smooth or something. I'm like, damn. So when I, you know, watched him, you know, do it, I'm just, it was just funny. I'm like, yo, this is the twister kid. And he went 
to take his back, but he only had one hook in. He had his right hook in. And Bright and uh Charles Rosa went to start turning, and then you start to see Bryce slide off and, and start working that arm to get it over his shoulder. I mean over his head, you know what I mean, to lock in the twister. And he had it in. It was it was close, I think, to the end of the first round where he actually had it in. He was fighting it for for a while. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that that was over. And you would think, like, man, what you know. He, you know, he locked it in, uh, you know, one time at the end of the at the end of the first. Maybe it's there or, you know, it was a hard one to set up or whatever. Maybe he's not going to go back for it. But for him to go back for it and to almost get it, you know, continuously and for Charles Rosa to start in the third round, recognizing the twister setup, he recognized when Bryce only had the one hook in. He knew, okay, bellying down, this guy doesn't want to take my neck. And bellying down is almost, you know, at this point, is almost worse because he's going for this twister. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. at one point, I think it was like the second round, he had him in the twister. He wasn't going to be able to submit him. He said bumping and he started throwing elbows to the waist and to the butt. You know what I'm saying? He's throwing yeah, yeah, elbows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just lovely. If I'm giving Bryce Mitchell a 10 for just submission, creativity, brilliant jujitsu and just just beautiful groundwork then i gotta give charles rosa a 10 in defense because no matter how good that that dude was he didn't allow uh, uh charles rosa to, uh, to i mean bryce mitchell to get the finish so at least maybe right. not guard mm. change in defense because bryce mitchell was able to just float over his guard mm. in into mount easy but submission defense and just grit hell i feel like yeah. this uh this card for me this card was the first time, and it, and it's because of the Charles Rosa fight. Um, this card was the first time I saw the, the 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 phone call technique as a defense used heavily uh, against these chokes. Yeah, because uh, um, I think surprised. we saw it by what? I'm surprised that you said it because uh, I know one of your one of the fighters that you used to. Watch was uh Phil. What was it? Phil Davis, Mister Wonderful. Yeah. And um, man, it's another guy who used to do that all the time. Not not the tech, not the defense, but they used to do that um that arm in triangle. From yeah, Mount, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And and then you know you would always see the guys putting their you know putting their hand on their head to 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 fight yeah, against. Yeah, I don't. It. I don't feel like I remember it, but I, I think the only reason why I remember it so vividly now in this fight or why I'm drawing attention to it right now in this fight is because or in this card is because like they I know they, you know, called it out for the Charles Rosa and then there was another fight. Um I, I don't cause the, the Watterson fight never really made it to the ground for any chokes. So I can't remember whose fight made it to the ground for chokes. But um, there was another fight on this card that they used the uh, the same they used a similar technique, mm. um, and I was just like, ah, oh, that's interesting. Like, it seemed like the technique of the day. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know. I mean, but, hey, if somebody's trying to if if you're trying to use that arm and triangle, you know what I mean. If you if you keep that hand on the head and create mm. separation with that elbow, so when they locking you in, you got something to stop you from being that squeeze. And Duke was just folding his all the way into the side. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it almost looked like he was going to crush his wrist, you know what I'm saying, get his wrist crushed because Bryce was squeezing so hard. That's another thing that was just so impressive. One that Charles Rosa didn't um, – didn't just after a while. I mean, Charles Rosa could have just tapped out on anything. After a while, it was just like like if 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 I was 
playing a video game and I was Charles Rose's character and the computer was re- doing that to me, I would have restarted the game by then. I mean, it's just like, no, you know what? You just couldn't, though. F- See, exactly. You, you would have unplugged the game from the wall and it would have right. still ran. Right, exactly. And it's like, you will finish this fight. Yo, but Charles Rose, Charles Rose. You'd have went was, to your bedroom and the fight would have showed up there and it's like, you will finish this fight. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, you'd have thrown the controller crazy. out the window and it just showed back up on your couch. You will finish this fight. It just sounds like Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> you know so this fight also all right so um before we move into the prelims the um one fight is omitted from the early prelims um which oddly enough didn't stir up enough controversy i thought um so the main fight of the early prelims was supposed to be uriah hall versus um jacare souza but jacare tested positive for the coronavirus right and so but he tested positive on the day of weigh-ins right so well well he already yeah he was tested early he was tested everybody was tested as soon as he got there but as soon as they got the test results back it was the day of weigh-ins when um when they yeah, got the he had already weighed in yeah so yeah, yeah he already did weigh in yeah so there's contact there so. yeah i mean I don't interesting. know. Interesting. Very interesting. Let's pay attention to these fighters for the next 14 days. Yeah, it's, you know. So, <laughs> so um. It's crazy so that, with everything, that, man. A, it's, 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 it's like you want sports to come back. You want the world to come back, but, you know. Now, what's interesting was um, I, I had a gripe on the call uh, when we were watching this fight was that, um, so everybody down on the, um, on the floor they all had masks on except for the fighter and except for the referee that was in the cage. I right. said to myself, you know, if we're all not going to participate here, we're kind of defeating the purpose. Well, I mean, the... the, the listen, it's, listen, it's the fighter, because if the fighter gets exposed and he goes back to the locker room, all his friends are going to take off the mask. The coach is taking off the mask. Hell, right. Trevor Whitman never put his mask on. Right, even when he was asking to. But it's pointless because everybody that was in... Every, every single person that was in the arena was tested for COVID-19. One person came back positive. That was Jacare Sosa. I mean, what else? Like, what other yeah, precautions but, but I guess can you take? Thing, but then the after that thing point, there the whole mask thing to me, it was just more of a publicity thing. Like, I can agree with that. They put because, the mask on the, the same reason why they had you, Joe Rogan and all of those guys at different tables. So there's two fighters in the octagon fighting, like. Punching each other in the face well, and wrestling. There's three people now, and then you got another right, the ref who's who's watching and officiating, and then diving in and need to stop the fight or standing there when it's touch glove time or whatever the case may be, holding it, you know, holding their hands when it's raised their hands at the end of the fight. But yet Joe Rogan, uh, and uh, um, yeah, Joe Rogan didn't wear a mask anytime he went in. Yeah, Joe Rogan, DC, and 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 uh, and, and Joe and, and yeah, and and John Anik. They're sitting at three different tables and nobody's wearing a mask. Or two different. You got two different tables, but they was all spaced out. And nobody. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then they didn't have they they. Uh, if you paid attention to the early prelims, and we'll get back to the fights in a second. If you can pay attention to the early prelims, uh, you'll hear a lot of um, anecdotes that uh, Rogan makes. Like Rogan is just like 
not that he's unprofessional, uh, but he's not. He's not drinking the Kool Aid of the business. Definitely not. Because you know, even I was like, sitting there like, ah, oh, just let it go, Joe, man. But like, you know? no. Well, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about the constant, um, him constantly talking about not having a crowd. Yeah, and that yeah, makes yeah. sense. But um, I'm talking about like the little stuff that he would talk about during the freaking fight. Well, yeah. He's like, he's like, yeah. Uh, oh, you don't have a monitor over there? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess you don't. You don't have a second monitor. Yeah, like it was just like random things that he was just bringing up, like. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, we don't have stats tonight. Sorry. Uh, no stats. Stat guy, he's out. Yeah, no it was. I mean, well, I that was very guy. odd that the stat guy was yeah. out. Yeah, so. That was very odd. Um, I, felt that I, I didn't like that. Stat guy was like, nah, I'm not coming. Nah, it's not happening. So, uh, I mean, there was definitely uh, impacts going on. And then, like, uh, as far as the publicity stunt, publicity stunt, um, there was, I had made a comment about it, it not making sense, right? Um the cut mans were wearing um, masks, but then uh, what's his name wasn't wearing a mask. Uh, um, the the referee that would come in and pat you down, make sure you had all your gear on. He wasn't wearing a mask. Until but they then put a mask on, right? But he didn't put a mask on until the main card, right? And I was like. This is just all weird. I mean, everybody, somebody came over to him and told him, hey, yo, put Had a mask to. on. I well, mean, you could tell when um, when Gaethje's team came out, you can see all of those guys came out with no mask on. Yeah, and you then can, they told him. Because, right. like, for the most part, I don't know, I'm weird. I don't pay attention to the fighter getting pat down because you see it once, you see it a lot. But the people that go on in behind the scenes, okay, <laughs> the people who... They're like, ah, there's no attention on me. Right. I like to watch them because there's no attention on them. <laughs> right, 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 right. So right. you can see. You always like, catch somebody doing something nutty. <laughs> <laughs> somebody behind. Well, my favorite is, um, what's his name? Uh, it's the, the the black uh, cut man. Um, the new one. Oh, the big, uh, the big dude. The cut yeah, his, his name is Tate. He always has Tate oh, on yeah, the back yeah, yeah. of his, uh, his shirt. I think his name is Bernard or something like that. Hmm. Anyway, um, I try Tate. to read. I'm telling you. So uh, if you're going to put a name tag on there, I I'll give you the respect to read it. Right. So anyway, he um, he is the funniest dude to watch in all fights. If you've got nothing to do while they're checking the fighter before they come in, watch that guy. Okay? Especially these people who have super long entrances. He does not hide his frustration at all. He is visually frustrated. Like, oh. Come on, dude. Like, I'm trying to go home, okay? I ain't trying to be here all night. Like, he is constantly visually frustrated. That's crazy. But anyway, uh, Gaethje's team. I would love, they, if, if that was my job, I don't give a damn how many fights it is, man. Like, it's crazy that you, like, that being there and not being excited for fights, that's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I don't know. He's a he's an interesting character. Insane. You got to watch him more often. Next time uh, next time he's yeah, on, like, if he's out. on Wednesday night fight, I'll let you know. Yeah, he reminds me of Big like, Black from Robin Big. Rest in peace, Rob. <laughs> I mean, rest in peace, Big Rob. Still alive, but uh, you just killed a man. Um, so yeah, going back in, uh, Vicente Luque versus Nico Price. This ended in a uh, doctor stoppage on Nico's behalf. Um, it was a good stoppage. It it was it 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 was a correct stoppage. But I wanted to watch Nico continue because this fight would have went either way. I mean, it was it it, it was uh, it's funny because when I was watching this fight, I was like, man, you know, this is this is kind of like with, with um, you know, uh, 
um, this could be this could kind of be a mirror of what the main event is going to be with uh, Justin mm-hmm. Gaethje and Tony Ferguson because Nico Price mm-hmm. does have a lot of striking similarities as Tony Ferguson. The difference is that his ground game is not on the same level, and I'm not going to say that his striking is on the same level either. You know what I'm saying? You know it's not, mm-hmm. but um. Vicente Luque is more or less it's just the technique you know what I'm saying styles make fights so these styles mm-hmm. this is the same style that you was going to see in the main event a mm-hmm. technical striker you know what I'm saying and somebody who can stay in the pocket and still has good power uh, heavy leg kicks versus somebody who's wild and and can Very throw much. you know weird angles and off angles and different things like that and in the beginning you've seen uh, Luque Vicente kind of um, you know Dictating everything with his jab and just you know his tech his technicality. I mean, uh, uh, Nico was trying to be creative, but nothing was really coming together. And mm. then you started to see Nico press on. You know, you started to push mm-hmm. the pace. You seen Vicente Luque getting a little bit tired. Uh, mm-hmm. Nico came on strong in the second round. Um, I gave him the second round, I believe, and then the third round, um, it was just all Vicente Luque. The eye was getting bad already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he was a, uh, it was a TKO doctor stoppage. Uh, his eye was completely closed. He had a huge 100%. cut underneath of it, and it, it, it was, it was, it was over. You know what I mean? It was, mm-hmm. it was over. Um, Nico Price uh, lived to fight another day. He still, still has a young career, and mm-hmm. uh, he's promising. Man, he knows how to put on a show. So mm-hmm. if, if he For can, sure. yeah, if he can fix up some of those holes in his game, and um, mainly just, you know. Honing all of that wildness, when to mm. be wild, when not to be wild, how to be wild, how to hit and not get hit, you know what mm. I mean? Just to hone that that natural savage. I think if he can get with the right person to just to just you know contain the beast and mm. you know and allow him to utilize it, I think Nico Price could be a, a problem in the future. I like all the right. fact he went for a Darce choke too, just to throw that in there. Yeah, he he attempted it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So next fight was uh, Carla Esparza, Michelle Waterson. Before you speak your piece, I have only one thing to say about this fight. Go ahead, my man. I was not excited. Mm, yeah, I know you wasn't excited about this. I mean... I mean, just watching it, I, there was no... It was very... I, I understand what Michelle Waterson was doing. Yeah. But what she was doing wasn't going to win her the fight at all. She was so... Like, I feel as though your coaches let you down in this fight, okay? In, who, it's the coach's responsibility to prep you for this fight, to give you all the tools necessary. And I feel like the coaches just couldn't come up with a game plan against Carla other than stay away, don't let her go for the takedown. Because, yes, Michelle does fight with distance, but it was a lot of getting away and not making sure that she hadn't if she, if Carla had to lunge, she really had to get a running start to go for the takedown. But that extra amount of space, it was like a, a, a extra half foot of space than what Michelle normally fights with. That extra bit of space just, it made the fight boring and it just didn't produce. Like, I don't want to go look it up right now. I wish I did before, but I would like to see the numbers at, uh, from Michelle Like her output Just wasn't there to me Yeah Well You know In a lot of ways I agree with you um, I wasn't I wasn't particularly Excited uh, While watching this fight um, 
Neither. But one thing that I will say is um, Michelle Wooderson did a good job with uh, disabling Carla Espouza's um, wrestling offense. Uh, Carla Espouza was trying to get the Carla Espouza was trying to uh, get the her timing down. She was trying to get the distance down so she could step in and and shoot for the takedown. But every time she did, you know, um, the karate hottie was able to just slide out right, you know, just enough um, of the way. Uh, what I was most disappointed in in this fight is that the karate hottie allowed Carla Espouza to beat her. In the stand-up, Carla Spaza was very successful um, in that uh, burst offense. You know what I mean? She would uh, she would uh, burst in, she would you know uh, blast in and um, throw some combos, throw some punches, mm-hmm. and and you know normally just jump in with a one-two, and then she'd start throwing some hooks, maybe try a kick to the body, and maybe you know touch a leg or something, or she'll come in touch a leg. She she was really successful with coming in touching the leg, like she was going for a takedown and coming over with a hook. Um, uh, Karate Hottie was very tentative about those takedowns. You could tell. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did like the Karate Hottie's sidekicks. I was impressed with the fact that her mm-hmm. ability to step back and then still sneak a sidekick in there. Um, I thought the judging was a little off. 30-27 uh, one way, 30-27 yeah, yeah, yeah. the other way um, for yeah. the split decision. Um, disappointed uh, loss, and uh, the victory goes to Carla Espaza. I will give that she didn't just try to wrestle; she is trying to mix up her hands. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll see some more. She from had a her. little Vitor Belfort like, yeah, yeah, explosion. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, a fan of 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 Carla. You know, like I said, it's all it's all from the show for me. I just, mm. ah, I just, you know, I, but you know, hey, congrats to her. It wasn't. It was probably by far. I think it's easy to say it was the most lackluster fight on the card. Not because there yes. was women, because the last card, Valentina Shevchenko, was the best fight of the card. Mm-hmm. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with gender, but it's just the facts. So next fight is Alexi Olenek beats Verisium Verdum. Another split decision. And be all right. So I thought with this fight, I was going to see a um. Uh, uh, because the last fight was split decision, this fight was split decision. I was concerned. I was like, uh, "Shoot, are we going to see this whole pattern of you got two judges not watching the same fight?" But uh, I, I still agree. This was a, a, a split decision, and I agree could have went either way. Um, I think Alexi had the first and third round for sure. Mm. Um, I think uh, the first round he just came out laying it on. There to me. Um, I've watched a lot of Alexi's fights recently, and he definitely sticks to memory. But um, he, he came out very um, thick, un- heavy. Well, yes, yes, <laughs> like, but it wasn't overwhelming. It's not him. That just doesn't seem to be him. Right now, the one thing That's was very true. Um, the one thing was is the 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 third round was very him, where he's one hundred percent gas, mm-hmm. and he is still. Pushing through. One thing I like about Alexi um, altogether is his ability to just push past his own limits and grow. Yeah, that's right. I put it in there. Little black clover for you. What you think? <laughs> push black his but, limits. Um, I ain't mad at it. But Verissimo Verdum, um, I was actually hoping that he might have came back with something and might have became a, 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 a showed himself to be a returning threat to the heavyweight division. Um, 
This one, Verdun, this Verdun was very uh, submission heavy. Um, he, he was constantly going for the submissions. I think that's how he won the second round, in my opinion. Mm. But um, he doesn't show me that threat uh, from a couple years ago when he won the title. Um, he doesn't seem to be that way for me. What do you think? Um, I don't. I don't have a lot on 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 this fight. Uh, he he came out like a wild man, man. It was a lot of a lot of hooks, a lot of just his head was down. He, he wasn't really uppercuts. even looking at the time, and he was landing with those hella uppercuts, those fucking just hyper uppercuts. You know what I mean? He was he was landing. Um, what was Bruce, his name in Street Fighter? Sag- Sagat. Zagat. Zagat. Yeah. I think it was, that's how you pronounce it, but uh, he was landing, and um, you know he 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 definitely looked intense. You know, I think his last loss was against Walt Harris. I don't know if he had a win after that, but uh, he definitely came out looking to get it done, looking to be intense. It's funny because we knew since both of these guys were submission fighters that it had the potential to stand up to be a stand up battle, and that's exactly what it was. Um, Verdum definitely looks more technical and crisp, but it was just overwhelming. And in the eyes of the judges, oh, he did have he came back with a win over Mar- uh, Maurice Green. I remember that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so in the eyes of the judges, he got the win, and you know, I wasn't. Uh, I really don't have. I, I you know, I, I don't. I don't see it no other way. You know, what I'm saying it could have went either way, but I'm not mad at the decision. Um, mm-hmm. Congratulations, Olexio Olenek and. Uh, Verdum, hopefully he sticks around this time. I think right, it was so a bad test. I think he popped. Did he pop? Oh, is that what it was? I'm I don't not sure. Remember. Something. I don't. You know, I apologize uh, if that's not the case. We pre-popping you, Verdum. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's definitely not what we wanted. But if we're post-popping you, okay, I gotta <laughs> stop saying that. I don't like it. Post-popping. <laughs> um, so so yeah so then uh, the the main fight of the prelims was anthony pettis versus Donald cerrone um interesting to start off with because these guys are they're they're well known good friends um so you, you it it's tricky sometimes you'll have friends that uh, you know we've seen friends fight in the past but you'll see them like go all out yeah. at each other sometimes it's the best and, fights ever and then sometimes it you can tell that they're kind of holding back yep but um, something interesting. Um, so you said that in going into the final round, um, you had said we we saw Donald Cerrone ask Pettis for a hug, mm-hmm. right? Or you know, like you know, hey man, hey man, we got this, we got this, yeah. something like that, right? And he was like, oh no, don't do that, no. That's how Donald beat the last guy. Yeah, don't make don't That's make friends how, with Donald. When when Donald when you don't like Donald, Donald doesn't. Do well to that. Yeah. So when you um, make Donald feel comfortable, like yeah. you're just two buddies, you know, like you guys are gonna have a beer after this, and it's all good. Donald will knock you the fuck out. Yeah. Um. This was the last fight on Pettis's contract with the UFC, which I honestly hope he doesn't renew. Um. I want him to go to uh to Bellator with his little brother Sergio. Um. And then it was also um. It was also Pettis' second win over Cerrone. I think they had fought like years ago. Yeah, seven uh, years ago. A decade. Yeah, seven? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to say a decade. Close to. Um, and Pettis ended that fight quick. But that just, uh, to me, that just told me, okay, you know, Pettis has Cerrone's number. Um, yeah. It was a great fight. It was a great fight. Went, you know, got the blood. It was nice. It was good. What, what about you? Um, it was a great, <clears throat> it was a great fight. It was, uh, I, I was, 
was a pleasure to see these two legends share the octagon again. Um, I'm happy Anthony Pettis got the win. I thought Anthony Pettis would get the win. I'm also happy that it went to decision. Neither one of these guys needed to be finished. Both of these guys needed a finish, but neither one of these guys needed to be finished at this point of their career. Um, Donald Cerrone, who just got finished mm -hmm. by shoulder strikes uh, via Conor McGregor, the last thing he needed was another highlight of any kind. Um, going but also him. the last thing he needed was another loss. Yeah, well, he didn't need another loss, but at least, at, at least in this, it was a... Um, the fight, it, though it was unanimous, it was 29-28, mm -hmm. and uh, he did, you know, it was a good back-and-forth fight. Cerrone had his moments. Um, mm -hmm. and I just think Anthony Pettis had more moments. Mm -hmm. um, I do agree with you that I do hope Anthony Pettis goes on to a different promotion, preferably um, uh, Bellator. Uh, mm -hmm. He, I was very interested in the fact that after this fight, he was speaking on continuing in the 155 uh, pound division though this fight was in the 170 division mm. but uh i was uh it was a pleasure to hear him talk about his aspirations in title contention though i don't mm. think that's plausible in the ufc unless we get the 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 uh the the Showtime of old. He says that yeah, he's yeah. better than yeah. his old self, but I mean, I don't really think that we that, that we see that. You know, what I'm saying. I don't think he has the hunger. It doesn't. I haven't seen the yeah. hunger. Um, yeah. I just or seen the explosiveness, the, the, the speed. I mean, yeah. he's miss the trigger. It's missing some stuff. You know, this is a guy who this is a guy who uh, submitted Ben Henderson in like 40 seconds of the first round. Which that, that mm. shit is not easy to do, man. Ben Henderson was a beast, even on the you know, especially on the ground. That was his whole game. He he, he submitted him in forty seconds. You know, I mean, uh, he used to be a killer, man. And I, I, something went, something something switched. And I mm. hope he gets it back. But uh, congratulations to uh, Showtime, man. All right, next fight: Greg Hardy versus Jorgen DeCastro. Yeah, see, this is this is the beginning of the damn of the of the damn main card. So yes, this first was, fight on the main yeah, card. Yeah, the, the the prelims overall. I mean, how how you rank the prelims of all prelims? You know, out of, you know prelims. If I put it on a scale of ten, I would say the hype level of the prelims, including the early prelims. Mm. I give the best fight on that on the prelims to, to 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 Bryce Mitchell and Charles. Yes, Rosa, and yeah, I agree with you. I I, I probably I give it a six. Mm. I give it a six. I wanted to slip mine in there so I wasn't influenced. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah, nah. Which what, what was your favorite fight on the um on the prelim card? Nico Price and Vicente Luque. I'm not mad at that either. Not mad yep. at that either. Um, but the Bryce Mitchell card, the Bryce Mitchell fight, I had just like. It like I said, I've I, I seen the Ryan Spann fight, but that was the first, Bryce Mitchell was the first one I started paying attention to. Yeah. It was amazing to watch it. I felt like it was a, not to go back and recover it, it's just that it was quick. Yeah. It was the quickest 15 minutes. Yeah, because it was so, it was so beautiful. It was like, it was yeah, like, it, it was, was like. Constant nonstop action. It was like art. I mean, you know how hard it is to get a 30-24 on somebody? Like a 30-24? Yeah. What the fuck? Like you got, that was yeah. a, every round was a 10-8 round. Yeah, so. Like, wow. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I, Bryce Mitchell, again, coming back phenomenal. to you though, you're on, you're, you're on my list. Uh, So Greg Hardy and Jorgen DeCastro. Jorgen DeCastro's last fight came by a tiger in the corner knockout. Um, I want to say he was fighting, what was his name, Tafa? Um, 
I can't even look the guy up, but he's a he's a Samoan. Oh uh, uh, yeah, guy. yeah, the dude with the uh, the young the young kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. you're talking. The dude that, um, that drinks all the uh, that takes the, the beers out the shoe. Yes, yes, Chewies. I know you got. Yes. I need to, remember, yes. but I, I can't remember his name right off. off yeah, the cuff. It's, it's Tafa or Tasa, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Tui, Tui, yeah, Tafa? Tui Tafa, yeah, Tui Tafa, yeah, something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Um, Tui Vasa, Tui yeah, Vasa, Tai Tui Vasa. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. We'll get it eventually. Yeah, there it is. Tai Tui Vasa. Um, he knocked out. Uh, Jorgen knocked him out. Mm-hmm. It's the fight that um, made me interested in Jorgen DeCastro, and we're going to talk about this one. I'm, I'm probably going to bust my timer. Um, because I'm going to focus on Jorgen for this one. Mm, Greg Hardy, phenomenal, constant growth. Uh, no, um, just real quick to talk about him. No, um, no um, inhaler gate. Mm. Uh, no, no trickeries. No trying to get over. No illegal um, knees. No illegal knees. So growth, growth overall, and then massive leg kicks. Greg Hardy. Yeah. Greg Hardy, amazing. Still. He's always weird for me to watch and support. I don't know why. Um, I don't know about this guy's history, so I really don't care either. But it's just really, he's always a weird character to me. It's like if my brother went to the UFC. (laughs) I got you. Like, that's how I see him. And, like, then he's got these weird little uh, uh, palm tree dreads. I don't know. Anyway, I told you I was going to bust my timer on this one. So, um Jorgen Castro, though, uh, even though Jorgen uh, took the L, I think Jorgen would have won if he didn't. I, I think he broke his foot in the uh, second round um, because he stopped throwing leg kicks. I think Rogan called. No, it was either Rogan or Anik that called it out. They noticed for the last, like, 20 seconds. 20 seconds is a long time in the octagon. For the last 20 seconds, he hadn't thrown a single leg kick. Mm-hmm. And he had went um, – uh, Greg Hardy hurt – oh, this is what it was. I couldn't remember what it was. Greg Hardy – this is how quiet it was on the main card. Mm-hmm. Greg Hardy heard Daniel Cormier say, Greg Hardy needs to start checking those kicks. Yep. He needs to start checking those kicks. He needs to do something about it. And Greg Hardy heard that and adapted. Big growth to Greg Hardy. But it, um, Jorgen, I still like him. He's he's oddly small. I need to look up his dimensions. I think he's um, uh, uh, DC's size. Um, he might be a little bit smaller as, as far as height goes. He's a very short guy. But first round, he was in there swinging with Greg Hardy, and I had a concern that he was going to take Greg out. Um, but a phenomenal fight. I enjoyed this fight. I enjoyed this fight a lot for all 15 minutes of it. What about you? Um, yeah, man. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I do think that um, Castro, Jorgen Castro, would probably have won that fight if he didn't uh if he if he didn't hurt his foot. I also think he would have won that fight if there were people in the octagon, which is another reason why I love how just how how in the so arena Bushuto and yeah, I'm mean, not people in the octagon, mm. people in the arena, how Bashuto this this damn, you know, thing is. I Man, I love that this is just like it's just cold blooded, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he heard Daniel Cormier say check the uh check the kicks. Mm-hmm. If there was people in the arena and the crowd is cheering, yeah. you don't hear yeah. Daniel Cormier say that. Jorgen yeah. Castro doesn't hurt his foot. Jorgen Castro continues to oh, beat your leg legs with mm-hmm. what looks like whatever the fuck Fred Flintstone used to walk around with over his shoulder and eat. I mean, <laughs> Jorgen's thigh, like that's not even fair. I mean, Jorgen and, and Greg Hardy weigh the same amount, though Greg Hardy is like seven inches taller than him. Mm-hmm. I mean, this man, his his, his 
all his weight, all his base of heavyweight, like if he if he really cut, Jorgen De Castro looks like he could probably make 205. But all of his base is in his legs, and those leg kicks was lethal. Yes. The last effing thing on earth I want to mm. be hit with. I mean, mm. lethal. Um, but Greg Hardy continues to impress. I continue to uh, enjoy watching this evolution, and it's very uh, interesting that you know um, you brought up Jorgen DeCastro's last victory because even though Greg Hardy just uh, succeeded over Jorgen DeCastro, I would still like to see Greg Hardy's next fight be against Tai Tuivasa. I think those mm. two young men, both growing, um, both dangerous on the feet. I would love to see how they mix it up. Um, and, 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 and see see where uh, see yeah, where Greg yeah, Hardy's yeah. chin's at and, and see where his hands is by that well, time. Because Ty going to bring it to you. Yeah, Ty's going to bring sure. it to you. Ty's, and Ty needs a win. Ty's, Ty yeah. needs a win. You know what I mean? Ty lost. I think he, I, I want to say he lost two in a row. So he needs a win. And uh, and I'm not counting Greg Hardy out in that fight either. Mm-mm. But uh, Greg Hardy, he looks a lot more disciplined. Mm-hmm. I, and I, and and good coaching, yeah, good coaching. And and one thing I will say about Greg Hardy, one thing that you was mentioning when you say you can't get with him, you know, it's hard to get, you know, it's hard to rally behind him. Uh, I think he embraces the the character. You know what I mean? He tries to be the prince of war. He's walking around. He's breathing. He's growing out the dreads. Right now, they're in the awkward stage where they're like small. But once they're, they grow, he's going to be. palm trees. Yeah, they're little palm trees. But once they grow, you know, he's going to really look like the prince of war. I think as long as, you know, I think he's embracing. He understands that this is, that this is action. This is real. But it's also mm-hmm. cinema. You know what I mean? That's how you make the big bucks anyway. Mm-hmm. If you if you can master both, that's how you make the big bucks. Like the McGregor strut is mm-hmm. nothing more oh, yeah, yeah, than, yeah, than yeah. the McMahon walk. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Like all yeah. Conor McGregor did is walk like Vince McMahon. Yeah. So once again, if you want to mm-hmm. make the big bucks, Which is, you got to take but, a character, But the man. thing is, is like, hold on, hold on. So the thing is, though, about that, Vince McMahon walked like that because he didn't want to go run tripping down the daggone ramp. Okay, because that, right. that ramp is steep. Yeah, okay, right, right, right. right. <laughs> like Conor McGregor, he's doing this on flat surface, so it just looks like it looks more magnificent. Yeah, like, it than looks like he's trying to more. make sure you don't fall down the <laughs> daggone ramp. Like, right. but yo, me and my brother used to do that walk anytime we acted like Vince McMahon. No thanks, that's what you got. You know what I mean? We used to do that. Come, come on, man, that's that's that OG oh, shit. Man. And what I'm saying is that people that's trying to make the big bucks, they understand that you got to play the game. Brock Lesnar, look how Brock Lesnar. Got in there with DC. Brock Lesnar, if Brock Lesnar and DC ran into each other at Whole Foods, they would they would exchange, you know, conversations and pleasantries. But when Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar got in the middle of that octagon, he's pushing DC. Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar is in full-on money-making mode. Mm-hmm. That's that if you want to make the big bucks, you gotta you you, you gotta understand you gotta how to captivate. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. and that's and I and I and I give Greg Hardy big props for for understanding that but not just taking that aspect and and doing like a uh you know he's he's not going overboard with that you know what i'm saying he's still you still see amazing growth in his right. in his practical fighting but now he's starting to sprinkle on this this new attitude i love that shit man i like the I'm stuff they was talking i like it yeah i'm a supporter man good for greg hardy all right so next um next is interesting uh you got a Catchweight, Calvin 
Cater versus Jeremy Heath and Stevens. Mm. Can I go first on this? Can I go first, please? please? Yeah, okay. Please, can I All go right. first? Go. Calvin Cater caught Jeremy Heath and Stevens with the motherfucking sleeping slice. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> he caught this nigga with the motherfucking sleeping slice. I ain't never in all of my neverdoms, in all, in all of my neverdoms, in all of my days watching this. I mean, right elbow sleep, left elbow slice. It was beautiful. I mean, hey, yo, I think. Like I watched Jerry, I watched uh, Calvin Cater, and I said it a billion times that Zabit was some pussy shit. Zabit should have accepted a five round fight. It was a main event card. That fight only went three rounds. That Calvin Cater was putting it on his ass in the mm-hmm. in uh, third. Calvin Cater got some of the nicest hands in the division. I mm-hmm. wanted Jeremy Lil Heaven Stevens to win because I didn't want him to slide into that role of mm-hmm. being a gatekeeper with Calvin Cater being a young number nine, uh, ninth rank, uh, hungry coming up, but. Damn, them combinations. I mean, mm. right, left, body, coming over the top. The <laughs> shit was so smooth. And you could tell he started to pick it on. He started to add it on, add it together. It was at mm. first it was just two punch combinations. Then it was threes. Then it was fours. And and Jeremy was still coming back with, you know, with shots. Jeremy was mm. still pushing forward. And Jeremy missed weight by five pounds. And Calvin Cater said, I don't like that shit. Jeremy Stevens went to go throw a right. Calvin Cater slid in with a left counter, I mean, with a right counter elbow. Jeremy threw the left, right counter elbow. Jeremy ran right into that and just fell back. Mm-hmm. You knew it was over. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the ref let it go. He got in mount, caught him a oh, couple yeah. times, and caught him with that big, that big slicer. Oh, gee mm-hmm. whiz. Beautiful mm-hmm. fucking destruction. Unfortunately, they was on the wrong card because any other card that <laughs> would have been fight of the night. Yo, that yeah, was yeah, they got performance of the night for that one. Incredible by Calvin yeah. Cater. Um, I don't have much to add to that. Uh, phenomenal commentary. Um, the only thing I'm going to underline in what you said is Calvin Cater. Okay. Before um, Mighty Mouse fought Henry Cejudo, I forget who he fought. Um, I had told you, I said, "Yo, Mighty Mouse just weighed in." That was you said. Uh, you said, um, "Well, what he weigh in at?" I said, "He weighed in right on the money, oh not yeah, a pound over." <laughs> and, 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 and and you was like, "Such a professional." So, yeah. Now he Calvin Cater, this dude right here, like I, he felt. Ultra disrespected <laughs> by Jeremy Heathen Stevens, point he five pounds over. He did not point five. Oh, it, it was, was five point five. five. Yeah, five point five. Point five. Yeah. yeah, he felt ultra disrespected. Yeah. Like if you guys don't understand what we mean and you're interested, just go and look at uh, Calvin Cater's in the ring post fight interview with Joe Rogan. Like. He, I was, I was wondering, I was wondering if he was going to make mention of it. I was really, really wondering, and he just knocked that wonderment out yep. my head. I didn't have to wonder no more. I can tell you that. But um, that's the only thing I want to underline. Calvin Cater, uh, I believe we both picked him, or I know I at least picked him uh, for this win, and he didn't disappoint. Amazing fight. Yeah, I think amazing I, fight. I, I think I went with Jeremy Stevens. You won on that one, and. Yeah, you're right. Hey, listen, if you're fighting Calvin Cater in the future, don't miss fucking weight, man. It's not no, worth it. Don't, it's not worth don't. it. I okay. think he adds an extra little bit of mm, in the ring to let you know, like, 
Listen here, Sonny. <laughs> right. Okay. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Don't miss you weight You want with to that sit man. here and sleep around and eat a couple extra burgers Sheesh. and not go the extra mile right. while I did? Right. Well, I put in all the you're work. You're motivating them. You're motivating them. It reminds it is me. not Yo, the effect becomes, that you're going to have. If he, becomes George, if he becomes like a monster, right? Because mm-hmm. he's not young, young. I think he's 33. Uh, mm-hmm. But if he becomes like, you know, a champion, it reminds me of like when Jordan used to use, you know, fake stuff to motivate him. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. when I was walking off the stage, he said, nice game, Mike. And then later on, years later, you know, mm-hmm. then the next game when Michael Jordan came in, he dominated dude, scored 55 points on him. Years later, they asked him, did he really say that? Mike's like, nah, I made it up. So you made <laughs> up that he said that, you know what I mean? Like, commentators are going to be like, oh, you miss weight? You eating cheeseburgers? Like, he did punching somebody in the face. Like, I ain't eating no burgers. You came in 10 pounds overweight. <laughs> so don't miss weight. God help you if you miss weight and it's a title fight. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Yo, ref going to call that and he's still going to be striking. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Don't play that. All right. Um, this next one is quick. This next one, I'll there is quite literally nothing to talk about, mm, okay? Mm, mm. There's nothing. Um, we have been giving ourselves two minutes, two, little two-minute rounds to talk about this. The fight only lasted 20 seconds. So um, we're talking Francis Ngannou versus Yarzino Rosenstrike. We had to look up where Rosenstrike was from. thought he was African. He's definitely not an African. If you want to know what an African looks like, look at Francis Ngannou. <laughs> Where's if you, want to, if you want to know what an African that was transferred to South America looks like, look at Rosenstrike. Uh, okay, okay. And you will understand that the genuine African man bears no light, no resemblance, and the ingenuine South African, excuse me, South American African man he just he just can't compete. Rosenstrike felt himself. Who did he fight? Um, um, who, uh, Alistair Overeem. Uh, Overeem. Mm-hmm. He beat Overeem in like the last three seconds of that fight. Yeah. Right. Maybe the last one second. Split Overeem's lip. Caught him with like, a nasty ass right mm-hmm. hook. Split mm-hmm. his lip complete. Mm-hmm. It was fluttering. That, it was fluttering like man, a fish out of water. That man made a whole new language because he had three lips to talk with. Yes, he did have three lips to talk with. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Don't look that up. I warn you. What, what did they say? Uh, sensitive content. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, he, he felt himself after beating Overeem. Everybody knows that Overeem got his head knocked into orbit by Francis Ngannou. So he felt as though because he beat Overeem, he was going to call out Ngannou. Ngannou was hilarious in his promo. He said, I had to Google this man. I didn't know who he was. All I know is from what Google told me. But in the post fight, uh, uh, Nganu was absolutely the most humble man I ever heard in the UFC ring talk, especially after just demolishing another human being. Yeah, most definitely. That fight started off with a good leg kick from Rosenstrike, and it went into three missed punches. I mean, hay of all haymakers from Nganu, with the first one being a left that caught, put that man instantly to sleep. Yeah. And then four to five more punches while this man is asleep against the cage. Yeah, top Just of the because head. the rep wasn't quick enough. Yeah. It was, it was horrible and fantastic to watch. It was absolute carnage. 
Couldn't ask for better. And Rosenstrike got up after a long time, but he did get up. If there was fans was, there, they would have clapped uh, when Rosenstruck uh, got back to his feet. Oh, yes. They definitely would have. Because I clapped when Rosenstruck stepped back up again. God, that this this fight is the only fight busted my timer. I apologize. This fight was the only fight that I wish the fans were there for. I I, I do agree. I do agree. I do. This agree. one got me about the, the only chair. fight. Literally the only fight on the card that I do wish the fans was in because yeah, I one hundred percent agree. One hundred percent agree on that. On that. Um, mm. Twenty seconds. My. <laughs> Gosh, we giving ourselves two minutes, huh? Yeah, yeah, uh, to cover, yeah. I busted, but I'm. Gonna it's go all ahead good to cover twenty see seconds. See if you can do good. Oh man, okay. Well, Francis Ngannou is not to be effed with. Don't play with this man. Francis Ngannou was chilling. He was home looking for fights. He said he was looking for fights for eleven months. Nobody would accept the damn fight against Francis Ngannou. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a good reason why nobody's accepting fights <laughs> for Francis Ngannou. And Jarzinho Rosenstrike thought because he took a five round fight like you put so eloquently against Alistair Overeem that he had a chance. Well, if it takes you five rounds to finish Overeem and and Francis Ngannou sent his soul to orbit, like mm. Overeem just got back. Like he literally just got back from what Francis did to him before. So mm. it, it, it's not, I mean, it took you five. It took him like 40 seconds. Mm. Um, I don't think that, uh, I, I don't think that, 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 a minute and forty two seconds. Mm. Um, I don't think that it was mm. that it was a uh, 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 smart of Jarzinho Rosenstrike to come in there and um, and think that he was going to do anything with that 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 brute of a man. That man makes you think vibranium is real. He makes you yes. believe in black superheroes. Uh, Francis and Ganu. One of the things. I'm and, and sorry, not to not to cut no, you go, off. Go, one, go, go. one of the things that I loved about um, his post. Uh, fight interview was that he was not afraid to talk about the disarray in the heavyweight mm. division mm. Francis Ngannou deserves to fight soon for a title and um, from what it seems like Stipe Miocic is willing to fight Daniel Cormier in July or August um, he's saying that they're trying to find a training facility now so hopefully we can get everything situated but uh, that fight was absolutely amazing um, that first that punch that landed the first one after he knocked him out, that was a break. Mm. Like, he slammed his fist into his neck to stop himself from running through the cage. Mm. Like, bro, <laughs> yo, he, they really do that. Like, the doctors literally save lives yes. when you're fighting Francis and Ghana. Yes. DC said he's not um, scared. What do you think? Uh, I mean, he has no choice but to say that. Okay, I don't think first he of all, I don't think he's scared. This is a man that cried in the octagon. But that wasn't okay? out of fear. That was out of disappointment. I don't think. Yes, he's but scared. but hold on, hold on. What I'm saying is, this is a man who <laughs> cried in the octagon after losing to John Jones. Okay, I think being on outside of that cage. I mean, did you look at the replay? Yeah, when they showed yeah. just DC's face. Yeah, that was fear. I mean, it, it could have been had, excitement. I w- no, oof. that was fear. DC had oof. a momentary flash of seeing his face when Francis Ngannou was putting on the brakes. Listen, okay? yo, I, I've grown to love DC because DC put it blatant. DC said, listen, I want to fight Stipe Miocic for my last fight, but I'm going to fight somebody for my last fight. And if y'all want me to fight 
Y'all favorite fighter, like, don't be mad at me when I shoot from across the octagon and take mm-hmm. him down and wrestle him, uh, wrestle him, and then submit him once he gets tired. Like, don't be mm-hmm. mad. That's all I'm going to do. I'm not going to stand with Francis and Gado. I'm going to wrestle him. Like, I, have and I, and I, I love kid. DC for it. I have a wife. Right. I have like, things nigga. to do when I get home. Like, I want to okay? enjoy. I want to enjoy my retirement. Listen, when I like, I don't want to have to drink through a straw until I'm ninety. Right, exactly. Not right now. Yeah, man. Yeah, no. Um, I don't want one no big, parts of where Jarzinho Rose is striking Alistair Overeem mm-hmm. just got. I don't need. Mm-hmm. Yo, did you see what Kane? Kane he turned Kane Velasquez's legs into a baby deer with a mm-hmm. bicep punch, mm-hmm. like a no, curl with a curl. A yeah, curl. Well, nobody needs. These problems. I hope mm. Stipe fights. One, and one thing that. about um, one last thing about Ngannou is, I think he spent the entire time at the Performance Institute, the entire time, um, waiting for this fight, training for this fight. I think he had stayed uh, at the Performance Institute, but wherever he was, this was the leanest Ngannou I've seen, like. This man's 100%. like I'm just 100%. saying like yeah this dude reminds me of a, a lot of the uh, a lot of the guys a, a lot of the guys I know that don't go to the gym and just are naturally built I'm like dag on man you work out how much you lift you know blase and it's like oh, I don't go to the gym you know what f you right right f you and your genetics how about that f you yeah it looks I gotta like, go right. to the gym for six years just to seem like I might have lifted once. You know, this is terrible. I don't like it. Next fight. Yeah, and, well, and, and to that point, Ngannou, he 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 did look at his best. I mean, he he did mm-hmm. he looked at his best. I, amazing. I didn't think that he could. I didn't think that he could look any scarier. And he and he does. It's it's it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. He's probably been fighting for as long as Greg Hardy. I mean. Actually, I think so. I think that might be accurate. You know might have I mean? been one year it's, before. Right, right. Like, yeah, year, two years before. But yeah. I mean, just, just incredible. Yeah. Just it, absolutely. Yeah. Could you imagine him against Greg Hardy? No, I'm sorry, Greg Hardy. Greg doesn't want no, no parts of that. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. wants to fight Francis Ngannou right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Not while, especially not while he's on the win streak. I guarantee you, though, they, they won't call him out again. Mm-hmm. I mean, no. Uh, what's his name? Curtis Blades lost to Frank, uh, against Francis Ngannou earlier in his career. Francis mm-hmm. Ngannou then lost against Stipe and then Derek Lewis in a very mm-hmm. boring fight against Derek Lewis. Curtis Blades was like, bump it. Francis Ngannou's off his game. It's the best time to get a win over him, get past this guy, and I'll never got to look back unless until <laughs> I'm the champion and then I got to give him a rubber match. Mm-hmm. Yep, Francis Ngannou remembered who he was in that fight and knocked Curtis <laughs> Blades out again. Nobody <laughs> wants... <laughs> This man, okay. I, I think oh, I think the man. only other fight that could do uh, justice for while we wait would be maybe Francis Ngannou versus Derek Lewis again. If um, if that's something any of the guys is interested, I yeah. do think that yeah. we got cheated out of that. And I think yeah. if any fight, like the only other fight for Francis besides Derek Lewis at this point, if it's not a champion. And it's not going to be the Derrick Lewis rematch that we should have got, you know, just to make up for Francis, his only blemish. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, you know, because Stipe was just a loss. Derrick Lewis, he just did nothing. It would be mm-hmm. if, uh, if you know, Francis versus um, 
the the the, the big white gorilla, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar. No, nah, I was saying oh, Brock, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, Brock Lesnar oh. came back. That's the only fight that I would like literally like want to see. I would love yeah. to see Brock Lesnar versus Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Just visually, those are just two behemoth Goliath type men. Like that is not humans fighting versus human. Like no. that, that that is otherworldly. Brock Lesnar yeah. versus Francis Ngannou. That is something different. I would love to see that fight. But uh, that was amazing, amazing car, amazing fight. All right, so the co-main event was a title fight. You, Henry do, Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz. Do you want to do it justice and uh, and talk about the aftermath of the uh, fight on our own on its own timer? So you know, uh, time to talk about. The I fight. actually don't. Uh, oh, uh, all right, been? yeah, let's do that. You go first, though. Oh, uh, okay. Well, just talking about the fight itself. Um, it played out. It played out similar to what I thought. Um, it ended earlier than what I thought. But uh, Dominic Cruz. After a thousand, I think twelve hundred days, he came back still looking spry, um, mm-hmm. still had bounced to a step. He still he, he looked a little bit slower. It looked like yes. he was uh looked like it, it was taking him more time to gauge Henry Cejudo's um, game plan. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, in his timing, Henry Cejudo was throwing hard and heavy leg kicks from the beginning of the uh, from the beginning of the fight. He never really let Dominic get comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say Henry Cejudo won the first round. Coming out in the mm-hmm. second round, Dominic Cruz uh, started off looking really, really good against Henry Cejudo. Was putting it together well. Was moving a lot better. It seems like he started getting to his flow. Henry Cejudo was still landing, still landing successfully with those leg kicks. Um, and then they both clashed heads. I think it was the second time they actually clashed heads, and Henry Cejudo had a cut over his head. One of the things that you don't want to do, and I'm learning this, is make Henry Cejudo mad. Um, mm. When he was down against Marlon Marias, he got mad. And I think the whole TJ Dillashaw talking, all that trash talking about Dana White called me up and said, end the flyweights, and that's what I'm coming down here to do. That made him mad. Mm-hmm. Anytime you make Henry Cejudo get mad or, or, or show true emotions, he, he, he finishes. And I seen that he, he, looked, he was looking for that knee earlier in the fight. Um, mm. When Dominic was uh, faking for a takedown, this time Dominic was just swaying. It was a couple of sways uh, mm. back and forth. Dominic swayed to the left. Henry Cejudo caught him with that knee, put him flush. on yeah flush, put him on Queer Street, set him on his butt. Henry Cejudo dived in with the initial punch, and then caught him with uh, eleven total strikes. Now. Dominic Cruz was trying to get back to his feet. And when you watch this fight in slow motion, it does seem like a very good call. But I rewatched this fight in total. And given that it was... Still don't think it was a good call. Given Go that it was four minutes and 58 seconds, and Dominic Cruz was leaned up against the cage, making an attempt to get back to his feet, showing consciousness, I think it was a bad call. Um, mm. Initially, I thought it was a good call, but I do think it was a bad call. But either way... Like Dominic said, it was his fault for putting himself in that odd predicament or that, that bad predicament by getting the knee in mm. the first place. But damn, two seconds left mm. in a title fight. Mm-hmm. I can't agree with that call. Nope. But great nope. fight to Henry Cejudo. So um, I don't have much to talk about on the fight. I definitely agree with everything. Um, one thing I'll say is I'll underline the, the leg kicks. Um, not only were the leg kicks viciously hard, but um, they were well timed. So it seemed like either yeah. every time, uh, it, it, it's like all Henry did was watch uh, Dominic highlight reels or fights and just watched his pattern. Like 
Dominic's little figure eight dance that he does, um, it's all it all has a rhythm, it all has a time. That's not actually a good thing. Because yeah. now you know exactly when that leg is gonna come forward. And if you paid attention to how Henry Cejudo kicked, you knew he had that timing exact. It was like he was singing a little song in his head. It is. And then he'd be like, and kick. It is. But sometimes, but the thing with Dominic Cruz, not to cut you off, the thing with Dominic Cruz that's amazing is just like, you know, Tony Ferguson, because he fights the same exact way with the song in the bop. Mm-hmm. Um, they do, they change the song. They can change the song. Like And Dominic did change the song. He did change the song because you've I'm seen not, him change. Yeah. You've seen him switch step. Yep. In the second round, you've seen him switch step, mm-hmm. and then he started landing. But, but I think the slowness that you alluded to it, uh, at the beginning was just that was just enough to have him off and i don't think it was it was three years of him being uh him being out for three years i don't think it was that at all i just think it's three years of added age that Mm. um that slowed him down um but yeah i definitely agree like you had two seconds left we heard the clap when he got knocked out you heard the 10 second timer you know 10 seconds left clap and then we saw him go down this was rough for me because, like, if if I had a recorded history of every time uh, we argued about was it a good call in the stoppage, this was hard for me because if I go back over my history, I say he ate so many shots unanswered. Like, he wasn't intelligently defending. However, he moved his head away and he, uh, he was moving his head away from the punches. So I think that's intelligently defending. And he was trying to get up. And I think that was, you know, that's considered intelligently defending. But going back to an episode of Rogan's podcast when he had um, Big John on there talking about all the rules and one of the rules he was talking about with um, Herb Dean, I understand how things can be interpreted. Like those rules for intelligently defending when to call the fight, when to stop the fight, those aren't well enough to find. And... I man, it's hard to say. Like, I really feel like that ref should have honored what Dominic wanted. Dominic said, "Unless I'm out, face down, going to the world, I'm still in this fight. Don't you call it?" Well, I, 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 on one hand, I do agree. I, I I agree with that sentiment, but I I can't agree with the fact that that it's the ref's responsibility to honor what Dominic uh, Dominic Cruz. Is asking for I mean the ref's job Is in total contradiction Of what Dominic Cruz Is asking mm-hmm. for Is to Save the fighter From himself Dominic Cruz Is like Y'all rather die In here Than to, to go out like that And I understand What Dominic feels I, 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 it's, it's, it's tricky Because The first knee Is flush on the head And he puts It puts him on his butt and then the diving but punch. But he catches himself when he falls. He, he does. He catches himself when he falls. The diving mm-hmm. punch that Henry Cejudo lands with next, which is hard as hell, mm-hmm. catches uh, Dom flush on the chin, and Dom turns around to a stomach. Mm-hmm. After that, it's shot, shot, shot. Dom tries to lift his head up. One of the shots catches Dom. Dom kind of falls. You see Dom fall back down. Uh, you know, his head goes back down. Mm-hmm. But then Dom gets back up, and he starts to move to a defense now mm. yes the shots is on are unanswered but the only way to intelligently defend and to defend myself when somebody is punching me from an angle that i don't know where he's hitting me from i'm dazed mm. because i just got need so i i really don't know who's what i see the ref's pants i see him his feet and then 
there's fists coming. That's the reason mm. why most fighters, when they when they contest, they start grabbing onto the ref. You're the only feet I say. I don't know where the hell mm. I'm getting hit from. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't agree that he wasn't intelligent. I think he was doing he was defending himself the best way possible. Yes. And mm. it was going into the fifth round. I mean, now Dominic Cruz also, I mean, to to, to be completely fair, I think his own health works against him in aspects like that because when you're looking at a fighter who has a lot of different health issues, the last thing you want is for Dominic Cruz to get injured in a fight for taking too much damage mm-hmm. that you could have prevented. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you know what I mean? So the fact that Dominic gave, he, though, he may lost, though he may have lost this fight, uh, our next topic is the aftermath of this fight. He may have, you know, he still can, he still lives to fight another day and, uh, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's sad, but I, I think the, I think Henry Cejudo was going to get the win either way. Whether it been, whether it been the third round or I fourth agree. round, I think Henry Cejudo was going to get the win. The way he was throwing those leg kicks and the way that he had Dominic Cruz time, and he just he didn't care about his moving, his peacocking. Mm-hmm. Henry stood mm-hmm. in the middle of the ring. Henry didn't care, and um, mm-hmm. I don't think Dominic has the power to put Henry down. I think Henry does have the power to put down. So- so the af- the aftermath that Lewis is alluding to is the fact that Triple C decided to retire, mm. just kind of out of nowhere. Again, another moment where I only watched what was going on in the background. Did not pay a single attention to Triple C. <laughs> so disrespectful. his retirement. So I just looked at the conversation between Dominic Cruz and Dana White. And I, I, said, I was standing up. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Go ahead. Yo, I was like, I was like, hmm, wonder what those men are talking about. Mm. If I look hard enough, I might be able to read their lips. And it kind of looked like Dana White was like, um, it doesn't matter, man. You know, uh, you know, the ref called it. It's the ref's job. It's not my job. What do you want me to do? I can't overturn it. It's kind of what it looked like as far as what Dana was saying back to Dominic Cruz. But to see Dominic's face change when Henry Cejudo, like, Henry Cejudo started off by saying, like, you know, I just want to thank Uncle Dana, and I want to thank the fans, and right. I want to thank everybody here, and I want to thank you, Joe. Um, but I think it's over. Like, to see Dominic's face in the background just turn and be like, the F did this mother sucker just say? Because <laughs> I know I just asked Dana to run this back. I'll run it back on Wednesday. And this mother effer going to retire? Now I ain't got no chance. Exactly. Oh, this is effed up. This was I felt like this was Dominic's kind of really only shot without having to go through one or two tune-up fights to prove himself for another title shot. I mean, yeah, in a sense, you know, it's <laughs> it's, it's, it was funny as hell. I mean, just like you said, his face completely switched. The moment I, my face completely switched the moment he said the words retire. Uh, wow. Dominic has I don't know if Dominic has a, a chance. Uh well let me let me change that. Dominic does have a chance because what Dana White said is that Peter Yan will face someone for the vacant uh Bantamweight championship. Now common sense would automatically say Aljamain Sterling. But if yes. you know if a big enough protest is made, if enough of the fans are saying, you know, we think Dominic Cruz, you know, wasn't was stopped prematurely. Hey, maybe Dominic Cruz fights uh, fights uh, uh, Peter Yan. I mean, uh, you know, who knows? But I do think that um, Henry Cejudo, uh, great career. 
um, very short. Uh, it's funny. I was just really getting on the Triple C bandwagon. <clears throat> Another guy mm-hmm. who I believe truly understands the salesmanship in, in, in the sport. Um, just, a, just a dope dude. Um, happy for him. Couldn't uh, wish nothing f- uh, but the best for him. But I, I, I couldn't. I can't help but believe that this retirement is based off of money. Um, I think. I don't think that he's getting paid what he wants to get paid and I don't mm-hmm. think it's worth it anymore to him um I, I I think that's I think that's really what it comes down to I think with the triple C and everything like that um I mean he got paid less than as a champion as a as a you know double uh as a two division, division champion right two division champion he still got paid less than Tony Ferguson exactly like he was he got paid the same amount as Justin Gaethje who was you know the main event on the card but still uh, I think with all the you know he got fit, paid fifty thousand dollars less than uh, than Dominic Cruz. I think with all the publicity, more. fifty thousand dollars more. Yes, sorry about that. Than Dominic Cruz. I think with all the publicity that he was drumming up, the triple C, mm-hmm. everything that he was mm-hmm. doing to try to to go. I think the fact that nobody mm-hmm. cared about the flyweights and now it's a division again. I think that he was expecting mm-hmm. some reimbursement. And my only bit of evidence in that is the fact that I believe it's Danny Garcia. One of the boxers reached out and was saying, um, "One, uh, it was a boxer. He reached out and he wanted to. Uh, he was asking if Triple C would give him a good fight in the ring. And Triple C, you know, did a you you'll bend a knee and ask Dana if he would allow him to uh, to do a boxing match. So it's not the fact that Triple C doesn't care anymore. It's the fact that it's not worth it. Triple C is a three mm. division champion at this point." Mm. In his mind, he should be making big bucks, and and I agree mm-hmm. with him. Um, Olympic mm-hmm. champion, uh, you did beat Demet- uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, and um, and uh, you went up and you beat TJ Dillashaw on Smack, and, and and you took out Dominic Cruz. You deserve you deserve money. You know what I mean. You deserve mm-hmm. you deserve to be a draw. Uh, but unfortunately, this is the way that it's going. I, I don't think we're going to see him back in a, in a mixed martial arts uh, ring unless somebody becomes a superstar in mm. the Bantamweight or the Flyweight division, and then they call out Triple Six. Uh, that one kid. Um, one twenty-five. Oh, oh, uh, wait. Oh, uh, 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 Brandon Moreno. Not yeah. contender series. Yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 contender yeah, yeah, series. Yeah. You're talking about. Uh, it was him. It was him. It's Brandon Marino. Well, that, that was from the. Uh, he the, just came the, back. The right? Ultimate Fighter series. No, you're talking about Sugar Shane O'Malley, with the. Yes. With the yes, Afro. Yes. 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 What's he at? One forty-five. Is he one forty-five or one thirty-five? I'm not sure. Uh, I just saw it. 135. Yep. Yeah, so if Sugar Shane O'Malley um, gets the belt and becomes, you know, larger than life soon. Right. Everything is soon. Right. Then uh then there's a op- there's a there's a big opportunity for Henry Cejudo to come back. Mm-hmm. Besides that, I think that only maybe maybe a Demetrius Johnson versus Henry Cejudo 3, you know, maybe they can run the rubber match, maybe that's something we can see in the future. But um mm-hmm. besides that, that'd man, be over man. in one FC, he could do that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. he's still under contract. So, mm. all right. Um, how do we want to do the main event? Yachty, 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 yachty. Because uh, mm. I'm gonna mm. let you. You know what? You go. I'm gonna let you commentate this because you're gonna do it better justice. 
and uh, I don't know. All right, I'll try to. I'll try to be to clear. be more efficient. Sheesh. So main event is Justin Gaethje versus Tony Ferguson for the interim lightweight championship. Yeah. Um. You ready? You want, you want me to go? All right. Here I go. Uh. Yeah. Nah, so I'm gonna go. All right. So what happened? What? No, you go. <laughs> I can't do this. Oh man! All right, so so starting off, it's 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 one of the most disappointing things. It's just it's sad. It's really really sad because it's just like it's like a story that you watch for a very very long time, which is a sad ending. It's it's, it's kind of like I'm just as disappointed with this as I was about Game of Thrones. Um, I think I probably invested the same amount of uh, time into it too and it's just like it's all trending towards this way like you deserve this you know what i'm saying i think win lose or draw tony ferguson period deserved to fight for a championship along this 12 fight win streak but he didn't get that opportunity and as disappointed i am in the results of the fight is uh the same way i felt when uh, uh john snow stabbed daenerys and the dragon fucking ran away but um <laughs> Besides that, to the fight. Um, you know, I may have been wrong when I said Tony Ferguson, you know, that it wasn't no ad, you know, adverse effects on him cutting weight twice. Um, mm. He didn't look as he didn't. He, his energy levels didn't look the same. He didn't look as fast. He didn't look as spry. And even when his dance, you know, that rhythm that we see him stepping mm. and, and, and keeping, you could see it was like almost labored uh, motion. Um, mm. But not to make excuses I mean uh, Justin You know Genshi Had five weeks To prepare for this fight Tony Ferguson Had five weeks To prepare for this fight He uh, admittedly said That he was preparing For a You know He was preparing For Khabib For a very long time So he was looking For a grappler Um but, you know, it came down to who was more technical. And Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje went back and forth in the early rounds. It was still looking like a fight. Most fights, you know, your heart stops beating, you know, and, and at the end of the first round, you know, middle of the second round. This fight, my heart was still beating out of my chest all the way to the fourth round. I, I could never get stable. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, shout outs to Justin Gaethje for just being so damn patient and, and listening to his you coach. The, when his coach in the second round said, you're trying to kill him, take 10% off. And he mm -hmm, turned around and mm -hmm. did that. Mm -hmm. That was masterful. Um, fuck, just, I, just, psh, wow. But I think, how often has Justin Gaethje come out with Trevor Whitman in his corner? Every fight that we've seen him in the um, in UFC, I want to say he's at Trevor Whitman. I know he lost both Eddie. He, the the two fights he lost, Trevor Whitman was in his corner because he just wasn't mm -hmm. listening to him. Mm. This time he listened. That's the reason why he said, oh, you know what happened last time? He was like, I got excited. He was like, yeah, and you lost. He was like, twice. Yeah, so, so he knows. Like <laughs> Sometimes he just gets too excited and just into the fight. And he'll mm -hmm. just, you know, stop thinking about, you know, setups and combos and this and that. And he's just out mm -hmm. there, you know, fighting. But, um, mm -hmm. I mean, damn, man. It's just, it's just, it's crazy because, you know, I always said I wanted, you know, Tony Ferguson to, to, to win the belt first and then fight Justin Gaethje. I didn't want him to fight Gaethje first. Um, mm. I do, in a sense, feel cheated that we're never going to be able to see that 10th planet jiu-jitsu against that world-class Russian wrestling. Mm -hmm. I, I think mm -hmm. that right there is just, mm -hmm. I, I, don't, I don't think that's fair. And I think it's almost like, I'm not going to lie, and, and, but it feels, it feels so gimmicky. 
like when I hear DC it, talking about you know, Gaethje, like he is the toughest opponent. Like DC, Dana White, everybody wanted it to go this way. Like nobody wanted Tony Ferguson to fight right. Khabib. Like everybody right. wanted somebody to take that. Like they tried it so many times. Maybe this person can take out Khabib. I mean, uh, Tony. Maybe this person can take out Tony. They, to save him from fighting Tony because they knew it was just the worst matchup. And Khabib is worth so much more money than Tony. And mm -hmm. I just feel like now they feel like, oh, we got another striker. He's going to get in there and do the same thing. I really, really hope the wrestling from Justin Gaethje that we have never seen, that he only uses as anti-wrestling, like Chuck Liddell, I really, really hope it comes through and he knocks him out or something. And this mm -hmm. is and this is due justice. But, man, this is it's, 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 it's just so... It's crazy that 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 it's over now. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god, man! I, I feel, yeah, it does. It just is one hundred percent sucks. Like, um, I'm I'm definitely a huge Tony Ferguson fan. Coming into the card, it being announced, I understood and recognized the threat that Justin Gaethje is. Even with his losses, he he was um he was still a very vicious threat. Yeah, because those fights was um, crazy. And it's just like okay, like. This is not a fight to, okay, well, we'll just see where we can get with it. This is a, let's see who is really the better fighter, and then they get to go on and fight the champ. Um, I still hope Tony gets an opportunity to go and fight um, uh, Khabib. However, what I'm more concerned with, and it looked like he might have been okay in the hospital uh, Instagram post that he put, yeah, but I am concerned with his mental state. I am very concerned with his mental state because he had 13, 12 or 13 straight wins to get here. Yeah. He put in all the work that no one else in that division put in. And because somebody decided to run out of the country... He he lost it. Yeah, that's not fair. I mean, literally the names mm -hmm. that if he would have won this fight, he would have had the same amount of win streak as Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, John Jones, George St. Pierre. Like, how the hell, if you win one more time, that's the case, but a title's still not really on the line. Right. Um, it, 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 it's incredibly unfair. I, 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 as long as his relationship with his wife and his son is, is, is strong, I believe that... Um, I believe that Tony will be. Uh, I believe that Tony will be okay. I'd like to see. I, I'd like to hear your uh, thoughts on it. But I think a good fight for Tony to come back and to still be in the mix. Um, we know he broke his or his orbital bone, so he's going to be out for you know at least six months. At least six months would be the winner of um, Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier versus Dan, um, the Hangman. I'm, uh, was it Dan Hardy? Oh yeah, yeah. I thought they fought already. No, they didn't fight yet. Just, oh no, no. Dustin he just Poirier. fought. Um, he just fought Paul Felder. Yeah, that's right. So I think. Um, yeah. I think Dustin Poirier versus Tony would be a nice Actually, fight to get him back in the I, mix. I, I think if I he think comes back and Dan, beats. I think Dan's going to be a good test. I think Hangman Hangman would be a real good test. Um, if if Hangman uh, beats Poirier. Yeah, Can Hangman be a real good test against uh, uh, Tony. Yeah, either one. I think I think Dustin and Tony yeah. is a fight that that's um, will be a great fight. I think we'll put him right back in the mix, and if, if Hangman can get in there, um, I think that would be great. Um, the last bit of uh, information UFC wise that I got uh, for you is uh, no none other than um, 
Conor McGregor has jumped back into the mix. Now he's uh with what? He's calling out Justin Gaethje for a fight in July. He said, "I can't uh, wait yeah. for our title fight in July." He is um. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't shake it off. I. I. I think there's a strong possibility that. Conor yeah, it's McGregor not might, even that. It's just I. Just I. I don't. I. I, I think even the way that he came up. Justin Gaethje, I think Justin Gaethje and Conor McGregor is going to actually fight. I say this because Justin Gaethje did have he did say stuff uh, uh, about Conor being you know a shitty dad and a piece mm-hmm. of shit for raising you know, for kicking you know the grandpa. And he said, "I'll take mm-hmm. that fight for free." He said, "Conor McGregor hit an old man. He deserves an ass whooping. I I, I take I whip Conor McGregor's ass for free." I one hundred percent believe that Justin Gaethje and Trevor Whitman. It, they, they do believe in 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 uh they do believe in Justin Gaethje. I think they're going to take that fight for the money. You're going to make so mm. much money if you take I the agree. McGregor fight first just, as a detour. Like if you know you got to wait to September to fight Khabib, and that that's questionable because he's a he's a pullout merchant. I think now nah, my 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 demeanor just comes from not wanting like I want Connor to take on two more fights before he goes for the belt. But see I always said I always said that Connor McGregor should fight Justin Gaethje next. See, I'm, no, I this, I this don't is my disagree this is my always, always No, 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 and I'm not saying that you do, but my position has always been Tony Ferguson should fight Khabib Nurmagomedov. Justin Gaethje should fight Connor McGregor. And that's the that's the way it should go. The winner of the winner of the Tony Ferguson, I mean, the winner of the McGregor fight versus Gaethje gets the next one. I think after after uh, um, Connor beats Cowboy, naturally he should fight Justin um, uh, 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 Justin Gaethje. You know what I mean? And and hey, I would be I would be I would not be dis- I would not I would not disagree or be disappointed if they made that fight. I think that shit would be crazy. Counter stand up is a totally different fight. Um, it's a very the technical only way I'm happy fight. about that fight is knowing somehow from the future that Gaethje wins. Because if Connor wins, what's the point? Like that just that's just going to irritate me more about him because. He's never ever going to defend any belt that he gets. He said he, want, he 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 already announced. He already admitted that. Yes. He said he wants so, to win so this that, belt, and then he's going to vacate it, and he's going to go to one seventy. So I don't. I, I mean, that. like, and I'm not a kind of like. Fan. I understand that. I understand that legacy that he's building, but I just would rather see. I would have more respect if you won the belt, defended once, went up. Won the belt, defended once, went up. I agree. I agree with that. Now, let me ask you a question. Who would you be more interested to see go up officially? And when I say go up, I mean not just going up, you know, and fighting Anthony Pettis or Cowboy Cerrone. I mean going up and fighting up the ranks, you know, looking for a championship. Would it be Conor McGregor or Tony Ferguson in his return? Would you rather Tony Ferguson just abandon the 155, whatchamacallit? I mean... Twelve fights in a row. Uh, you don't got to prove shit no, more I, than I, me. I'd rather see Connor go up because there's real threats at 170 for Connor. Do you think there's, there's real? How do you think threats. Tony does at 170? Being that he came in the UFC at 170. Better than 12 or less, or do you think he's? I don't know. I think he. I, I don't think he goes as cleanly as he's gone. See, I'm I don't a, think that at all. I'm on the opposite like, side of the fence because I he's believe got, everybody's slower. He's got, he's got, 
So I think, yeah, I think I they think might his, be slower. I think but, his which McCall goes up. I think his uh, his cardio is definitely going to be better than theirs. His speed is going to be better than theirs. And if the fight goes to the ground, I think you're going to see more jujitsu finishes from Tony, not striking finishes. But I do think, I I I think it would be very interesting to see Tony Ferguson versus a Kamar Usman. I think his style plays into Tony Ferguson's style. I don't see Kamar Usman beating Tony Ferguson. I mean, I'm just looking further down the list, like Tony coming in and fighting um, either. I can't say nothing for Robbie right now. He's on a three-fight losing streak. Tony versus Robbie would be a crazy fight. That would be a I mean, beautiful, be a beautiful, fight, beautiful for, fight to beautiful watch. Beautiful fight for Tony to come back to. But um, you got Rafael. Michael Chiesa, I would love to watch him just demolish Chiesa. I would love to watch Tony demolish Chiesa because I'm sick and tired of watching Michael Chiesa be this, you know, ultra-tall ape hugging on people and humping on people. Yeah, just, and he just went up, so that's that's at least better because yeah, he but, was at one fifty five. Yeah. So, so think the, about that. Um, I haven't watched enough Leon Edwards fights to say anything for Leon. Leon's but, nasty. Leon's but Leon's then, coming. But then Tyron Woodley, like, do you really think Tony's going to have an easy time getting through Tyron Woodley? I'm not going to say an easy time, but I'm not going to say. That's I, but but listen, think, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be anything like his last twelve fights. But that's but that's he's but that's not going to maintain that. Streak. None of them, none of those fights in that last twelve fights was easy. Uh, that Edson Barboza fight was not easy. Tony Ferguson versus I mean that fight was a that fight was hard on Tony. That that Lando Venata fight, Lando Venata was beating the bricks off of Tony. He had him hurt in in early in the first round. I mean late in the first round. Kevin Lee had Tony Ferguson mounted in the first round and was throwing out. So none of those fights was hard, but I think it's going to go the same exact way. I think though mm. there will be hard, I think Tony Ferguson is going to win. That's the difference. I don't think they're going to be easy. I don't think so. I don't think, I think he's going to I don't think he's going to have the streak. I'm not saying that he won't win some of these fights, but I don't think he'll have the streak. I mean, I don't I, I think Tyrone Woodley versus Tony would be uh, I think that's the hardest fight because Tyron Woodley has great wrestling and he has explosive mm-hmm. striking. But Tyron Woodley doesn't his pace isn't that great. He doesn't have great cardio, and if you can stay long and, and and drag him into deep waters, you know that he can get tired the same way he got tired against Kamar Usman. I just I think Tony needs a refreshing, and I don't see anybody. I don't when I look at the 170 and I look at 155, 155. Fighters, they just look more skilled right now to me mm-hmm. than the 170 mm-hmm. fighters. Um, even well, champions I, I versus think, champions, I, that, I just look but at I think that's because more the 170 than is older. That 170 division, those names are older. I mean, they haven't been. Kamar Usman is like for is, me hasn't right now. Leon longer. Edwards is the only person that's like new, new, new in comparison to the rest of the top ten. I mean, but Kamar Usman, he's. He, he ain't been around that long. Neither I'm not Cody talking about Gar- him. I'm Cardi- not talking about Cody, that. He's uh, the champion. That that would say the reason why I'm not talking about Kamar is that that would say that Tony comes in and goes straight to fighting Kamar. Right. Which well, I don't Coven, see that Kobe. So uh, you're talking about the come in fight. Where does he come back to? I'm looking at two down. All of those names are older names. They the older names in that division. Kobe Covington, Jorge Masvidal, well, Tyron Co- Woodley. Kobe Nate Covington Diaz. is is. is is he's not old? I wouldn't say older. He's been. He's just. He's a young buck too. He ain't been around that long. Nate I'm not Diaz talking about their age. But you're I'm saying, talking about how long their names have been in that top ten of that division. 
that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Kobe Covington so like just that got division, up there. He's, he's, I'm, talk, he's, I'm, 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 I'm comparing what okay, you said. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. I got you. That from the 155 to uh, the um, the 155 division to the 170 division. I'm just saying that the, the the 170 division seems more stagnant. Okay, I understand. Than the 155 division. Those names are older. Gotcha. They haven't been there moved longer. as much. Right. right. That's not, I'm not I'm not giving no, I understand that what any you're saying now, I to that division. Right, right, right. No, I thought you were saying that the names Mm-mm. have been in that position longer. Like no, not for like they, like anyway. you know like Khabib has been yeah. like uh, Covington's been around longer than Khabib. That's Mm-mm. what I was thinking. No, you, not no, not at all. But um, Mm-mm. no, yeah, yeah, it probably is more stagnant. I mean, the only names that move around, Damian Maya probably jumped off the list after he beat, uh, lost to Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns is now he's on down there. to fourteen. Yeah, Gilbert was Gilbert ten. Thirteen. He's supposed to be fighting Tyron Woodley next. Not Tyron like the, the, was what so five? What's Tyron? Tyron's four. Four. Leon Edwards is what five? Six. Six. Who's you want to know who five is? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor is five in the welterweight division. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. That's because uh, he has a win over Donald Cerrone at the welterweight. And what's he, Donald and he has Cerrone? a win over Eddie. Was it Eddie Alvarez? Eddie Alvarez is in welterweight. Nope, what's Eddie that Alvarez? Was, uh, light, that was lightweight. What, what, yeah. He only has a win over Donald Cerrone and um and and, and Nate. Nate well, Diaz. But what what is Donald Cerrone so, ranked at? Uh, in the welterweight. Yes. I'm down looking at twenty, and I don't see Donald's name. In okay, the so how the hell? Oh, is there he is. Seventeen. Five. Seventeen. Yeah. Wow, so they they want to position Connor to get two belts. Okay, five. They just doing witchcraft. That Again, why makes I no just sense. don't like. Just I mean, that like doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I do. I understand. I, I think he's good for business when nobody else is acting right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, uh, we got some more fights coming up this week. We got some got something going on tomorrow. Who you know who the headline is for the Wednesday fight? Uh, Smith, isn't it? Is it Smith versus Teixeira it's, Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, And then Walt Harris is Saturday? Yes. Walt Harris versus uh, Overeem? Yeah. Overeem? Is it, no, not Overeem. It can't be Overeem again. It's got to be Overeem. Oh, Lord, it can't be Overeem. Please don't be Overeem again. Uh, pause while we look this up, please. Uh, I don't, definitely didn't type that. Hmm. Must be the delay. What what is coming up? I'm not typing that. Like just. Oh okay, I missed it all. <laughs> all right, so yeah, so Anthony Smith versus Tashera's this weekend. Hold oh, on, and we'll talk about over that. Hold on, hold on, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on. We'll Sorry. talk about that. And then it is Overeem versus Harris uh, Gee, on Saturday. back. So. All right, so real quick, uh, the highlights to call out here. I, I think it's actually a lot um, on the main card. Um, Ricky Simone versus Ray Borg. And Carl Drew Robinson. Dober's fighting. Um, I wanted to say Carl Robinson, but yeah. I'm like, hmm, I can't remember why his name is familiar. Yeah, we do. I, yeah, we watched Carl Robinson. Even Marvin, uh, Marvin um, Vittori, he's the dude that lost to Israel Adesanya. Uh, back in and then the nope, didn't see that one. Then the uh, the big jump here is Ovin St. Pru moving up from light heavyweight to heavyweight. Yeah, I'm going to watch that card. Just, yeah, yeah, very excited for that. Um, uh, that's a very weird fight. So yeah, uh, that'll be interesting. Very interesting to see. It's interesting and also that uh, John Jones just said he wants a catch weight at 220 against any heavyweights that's willing to uh, come down oh, and take the L. He's, he's, he's testing it. Huh? Yeah, he wants to test the water. So maybe if Ovens okay. gets a win, maybe Ovens versus John Jones for a rematch at uh, 220. 
Ovin's testing him a little bit there, but Jones was on some rust. We'll see. Yeah. Um, and then the Saturday fight, in case we don't have another episode relating this, uh, is Overeem versus Walt Harris. Walt Harris um, has the tragic story of his stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Claudia Gadella versus Angela Hill. This is a big I deal for your girl. don't care, period. I watch anything Claudia Gadella, okay? When that little girl comes onto my IG feed, I watch Claudia motherfucking Gadella. That is funny okay? as hell, y'all. I thought you was about to right. give big props to Angela Hill because I was about to say, that's your girl, Angela Hill. You- uh, I like Angela Hill, but I just, you know, aesthetically, <laughs> right, right, I lean Gadella. towards Claudia Gadella. That's funny okay? as hell. Hey, I ain't mad at you. Um, Dan Ige, we watch this. This is a good, this is a good card, too. Yeah, this is um, uh, on, the, on the opposite. Danny Somebody versus Edson Barbosa. And Edson so, Barbosa's featherweight debut. Sung Young Dong. But in Edson Barboza's featherweight debut, that's also going to be very oh, interesting. That. Yeah, he's dropping down um, to featherweight, so we'll see how that uh, works. This out name for him. is familiar. I remember Christoph Jocko. Yeah, Christoph Why Jocko. Why do I remember that name? Because we did a whole schmill off of the way his name man, is spelled. Man, I messed that man's name up, didn't I? Mm. Oh, Matt Brown. Yeah. Okay. Versus Anthony Miguel Hernandez. Yeah. All right, we got Courtney Casey. Here. These are free free fights, so you know, ain't no. Ain't oh, no, Darren uh, Elkins, I like Darren Elkins. That's gonna be a good fight. Darren Elkins always puts on a good, a, a really good fight. Mm. Very exciting stuff right. from the world of USC this week. Very, I mean, very what else you gonna watch? Stuff. Indeed. This is all before the last dance ends. It's final. Two episodes this you, weekend. You know, it's funny that you um that you said what else you're gonna watch because you know I, I feel that it's only proper to tell the people we got some dope stuff coming for you guys. You know, along this quarantine, you know, just going back over some of the greats or some of the forgotten greats and uh, uh, in movies. You know, after you didn't binge watch all the series you possibly can, we uh we putting together a pretty uh pretty solid collection of movies that uh. That may not quite be cult classics. Or maybe they are. Maybe they should be. I don't know. But we can't wait to discuss this crap, guys, with you guys. We uh, Some dope movies, some hidden gems that we didn't un, you know, rediscovered over this, uh, over this mother freaking quarantine. I mean, if, we, if, we, if, we, if you made it this far into the episode, I believe by now we are nearly two hours in. If you made it this far into the episode, here, come with me and take a peek behind the curtain. <laughs> uh, this episode I'm going to try and put up tomorrow. That would be Wednesday, May 13th. And as Lou knows, I hate saying dates he on does. the podcast episode. <laughs> Indeed. But yes, I will try and have this up then. Um, the We have... Two episodes already recorded and in the shoot with two more episodes, a minimum of two more planned. I mean, we are just ready to jump out the gate. Uh, Actually, three more episodes planned outside of what you may have just alluded to. So just a little peek behind the curtain, you know, like we're really, we're doing our thing. And if any of you guys uh, got any topics or anything that you, you know, guys want us to hear about or want our take on, you can always reach us at uh, round one podcast on Instagram. You can reach us at, uh, you can reach me at my personal Instagram, Blue Legacy over on Instagram and Joshua's Instagram, um, which is also featured in all of the links that we post containing that 
It's got to be the most effed up way to try and smooth past the fact that you couldn't remember my ID. I, I remember your yeah, IG handle. You remember IG handle? It's Chico Sticks. It's Chico Stick eighty nine. Nope. Uh, there you go. It's just I, I, I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable giving out your information. You was going. To, yeah, because you. you yeah, but you just led them all the places to go find. It. I don't know, like, but you was even going to. Step like you in gave the them breadcrumbs. I'm just saying. I don't give people's numbers out. <laughs> or you can check us out at uh, Anchor.fm forward slash Round One, the number one. The number one, not the... God, I hate that. Just check the link in this episode wherever you found it, okay? Because we always try to link the episodes now and uh, link our website. You can leave us a voice message. Tell us what you feel. Word up. Um, take them out, Lou. As always, guys, it's been a pleasure. Can't wait for some more UFC coming at you. Deuces. It's coming at you tomorrow. It's coming at you tomorrow. Yeah, well, which would be today when you listen to it. It's very yes. it's, it's like oh, time. God. Yeah, I know. It's like it's time like travel. it's like a time travel. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm speaking in the future. I'm prophesizing on your present now. <laughs> or your future. Now. I don't know. Good night. God bless. Deuces. <laughs>